Do you hear those party sounds? You know what time it is. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for happy hour here at Mutiny Radio. The happiest of two hours of indoor comedy that's dirty and outdoor comedy that's clean. It is time, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. We're starting up this open mic right now. Because it's six o'clock and it's time for everyone to take their chairs six feet apart. Look at that. Six feet distance from one another. Choose a chair that's six feet apart. Choose a choose a chair that's six feet apart. It's a new game. It's like it's like musical chairs, except that there's only a couple of them. So all the chairs are distanced, six feet apart. Of course everyone's wearing masks. Of course they are listening audience. Why wouldn't they be? Uh, uh, there are unicorn cupcakes up at the front. If anybody needs sustenance, there is sugar at the front of the stage. You are welcome to take those. They are made by Hostess, not by me. So they have nothing in them except sugar. Yay, just sugar. There's no drugs in those at all. Yay. All right. Uh, Hey, Aaron, do a favor for me and throw me that list so that we can get started with this crazy open mic. Hell yeah. I looked through a book today of clean, I thought might, they might be clean jokes and thought about, all right, that's a list. That's relatively full and exciting. And uh, no, uh, we have to be clean outside at the seven o'clock show, but in here you can fuck swear all you want. You can talk about your dirty, dirty dick. You can talk about schmegma or Shmegma Farms. You can talk about harvesting your vaginal yeast to have yeast to bake bread in these crazy COVID times. You can talk about anything you want. Doesn't matter. Dirty, clean, whatever. We're inside. Yeah, sh- dip in your balls in schmaltz. Yeah, you could have some confit balls right there. We get we can get started on that. Hey, he's the first one up tonight. Thanks, everybody, for donating 2 to $5 for Mutiny Radio because, oh, my gosh, it's so expensive and COVID is crazy. And I didn't get that last grant. I just got a thing in the mail today. They're like, you did not get the grant. 4,000 people applied for oh, 75 spaces, and we don't give a fuck about Mutiny Radio. That's what the city told me. It's okay. No, they do. I'm sure they do. All right, but I give a fuck about all the comedians tonight. Uh, it's going to be four-minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear a horn. That means you have a minute left to wrap it up. Uh, and then also if you're a new comedian, you can know what a minute feels like. That's kind of why I do it with the horn, because then you know. And it's radio, so everyone can hear you fuck up if you run the light. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Got my stopwatch going. Your first comedian. It's his first time here at Happy Hour, so you better clap your motherfucking hands together. Put them together for Thomas. Hello. Oh, I miss sports, everyone. I miss sports. Do any of you nerds uh, miss sports yourselves? No? No, I don't think you do, because you're at a Friday night independent radio comedy show. I'm going to go ahead and wager that uh, you're all you're all big nerds. But I miss sports a lot. I miss trash talk probably the most about sports. Grown men yelling aggressive things at point-blank range at each other's face. Where else is that sort of heralded, praised in society other than maybe Bravo Network or something like that? I've tried listening. To, I've tried watching uh, Real Housewives. It just doesn't quite do the trick for me. 
quite honestly. There's always the threat of violence, but there's not enough violence to be totally fair. Um, shout out to my Vickies out in the crowd, my Vitches. Any Vicky fans here? What a pioneer. I'm glad that nobody knows who the fuck she is. Okay, moving on. Um, some of my favorite trash talk is the things that athletes yell at each other that have just lost meaning over the years. Like if anyone does anything hype, anything in a stadium, what are the first two words out of every fan's mouth, every player's mouth? Let's go! Let's go! Y'all ready to go somewhere? Let's go! Where are we going? Fuck are we going? It's the top of the first inning, Dad. Double play ball. Let's go! Buzzer beater shot. Let's go! Girlfriend denies proposal of his of her boyfriend in front of 20,000 screaming fans. Let's go! You dodged a bullet, my dude. Another one that I really love is uh, uh, when people are trying to be like kind of intimidating, right? They just scored a touchdown or some shit. And they'll get up and they'll be like, I don't play no motherfucking games. <laughs> you do, though. Do I have really bad news for you, sir? It's actually the only thing you do to survive and provide for your family. I don't play no motherfucking games. That's like if I went to my job and I at the restaurant and I had like a table and then I went to uh, drop the check and I was like, I don't care about people. Have a wonderful evening. Bitch. Uh, I think I'm at the age where I can finally um, maybe work some shit talk into my daily routine within the confines of my life. I could just become like a little league coach, honestly. But then it's, you're yelling at kids and they cry and they like run away and they get all quiet and then they need to impress you with their talent to make up for how bad they, okay, fine, you're, I've convinced myself. I think I will become a little league coach. I think that sounds pretty fun. Um, I'd like to finish uh, with uh, a few impressions, perhaps, uh, a few things I've been working really hard on. Um, the first is uh, an impression of um, Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 uh, in the audience of a music festival. So this is Tom DeLonge looking uh, in the audience of a music festival. Where are you? <laughs> Thank you, that's it. Uh, another, another, uh, sorry, not that's it. There's one more, one more, uh, one, one more uh, impression I like to do before I go. This is Ryan Seacrest at Chipotle. Hi, I'll have a burrito. Uh, do you want uh, uh, black, uh, brown beans or, or white? Or, or do you want brown rice or white rice? I will not be having brown rice or white rice, please. I just want I just want beans. Thank you. That's all I want in life. 
Anyway, that's all. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, there we go. Thomas! Yay! Ryan Seacrest is absolutely rice. right. <laughs> no rice in the burrito. It's just filler. Don't have that. Why would you eat that? It's no flavor. It's dumb. Yay, Thomas. It looks like Gazamo, but I can't read without my glasses on. So clap your hands again to together for Thomas. All right. Your next comedian, uh, I met him outside yesterday, and he said, how do I sign up for the open mic? And I was like, you just come by and feel unsafe and <laughs> sign up for the open mic. Uh, everyone's wearing their masks in here. We're, none of us are going to die. Everyone's under 40. Put your hands, except for me, put your hands together for Aunt Rodriguez. Running and it's still in the lane. Now you cut off. So I'm going to be speaking. Okay, there we go. So I didn't know I was going to have four minutes today, so I'm just going to give you my Tinder profile real quick. Um, it's going to be short. It's going to be quick. It may be effective. So that's what I got today, all right? One joke. Um, things are changing around us, right? They really are. They're changing every day. And I grew up being a little bitch. I did, and I feared two things growing up, a Madagascar cockroach and rats. So the reason I grew up with them was because we, didn't, we grew up in an area that wasn't gentrified yet, and now we're trying to grow up and just get this thing going. So I'd go into the bathroom, and I see this big-ass cockroach, so that means I wasn't going to brush my teeth for the whole day. That's just what happened, all right? So... Um, Eventually, I had to conquer this fear. And one thing I learned is that they're trying to brush their teeth, too. So I started getting a toothpick, got a little bristle, and I left them there. And they got the point, so now I have my little space, and they had theirs. And that's kind of what we had. Um, things changed after that. They did, because they stopped showing up. And that meant that they weren't in my neighborhood anymore. That means that I was going to get my ass kicked out really soon. And I kind of got the point when <laughs> I I couldn't be there anymore. So I had to move to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when I got out here, I kind of found them again. I think I found my crowd. So I think I'm sorry. This is all I had today. I thought you always go bomb. So thank y'all. That was his first time ever doing comedy. Put your hands together again for Ant Rodriguez. His first time ever. Did you eat a unicorn cupcake? Is everyone afraid of the Hostess unicorn cupcakes? Is that what's happening right now? They're, they they don't have pot in them. They're made by Hostess. Yay! Thanks, Thomas, for eating a weird little cup. Yay! Aunt's having a cupcake, too. There's nothing in them but Hostess. Usually there's marijuana inside them, but I couldn't put them in the packages. It's too difficult. Uh, all right. Your next comedian. What a special uh, friend he is coming from all over the United States. Uh, and right now he's here for you. Put your hands together for Aaron Atkins. Yay! <laughs> it's supposed to be playing and it's thinking. Here it goes. Our momentum is dead. All right. Hi, how's everybody doing? All right, let's see what... Um, I tried, I tried. It's all good. It's all, the one. All right, all right. Let's start out with something terrible. All right. Uh, so I was in Tacoma, Washington, right? Uh, and I, my, we were driving past the sports arena there. It's a big dome. It's called the Superdome. And my mom said to me, uh, Aaron, you know, your, your great uncle actually designed that building. It's called the Superdome. 
And I said, I'm sorry. Tell him that uh, I don't think it's super dumb. <laughs> Standing ovation. Did you guys? All right. Um, what else do I have that's not funny? Let's get it pump. Oh, yeah. Do you want to hear my impression of women? Okay. Me, me, me. I'm cold. Thank you. Um, women be cold, though. Am I right? Women be cold. All right. Whatever. Fucking men in the room. Jeez. Freaking feminism ruining everything. Um, I'm just going to say this one again because no one thought it was funny. Last time on my first day of public school, some fool was showing me around like all the basketball courts, and he was like, yeah, this is where we play basketball. And I was like, oh, for shizzle. And he's like, you don't have to say that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll just say it on stage. All right. What the hell is a dancery, too? She says dancery. Like it's like 1800s in this saloon. Hateration, holleration. Um, so you guys know Jerry Seinfeld was dating a 17-year-old when he was 38? Everybody say boo. Everybody say boo. 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 I'm going to make fun of it. All right. You want to hear my impression? You want to hear my impression of Jerry Seinfeld? <clears throat> All right. What's the deal with women? Always asking you to pick him up from school. <laughs> um, don't you just hate it when your girlfriend's parents are the same age as you? <laughs> um, I follow up that women joke. Uh, I hope no one's offended about my impression of women. Respect. I respect. That's how I, that's I respect women, so I just go around being like, respect. You're not a woman. Take that back. Respect. Um, let the record show that killed. Uh, thank you, sir. I'm actually very secure about my body. Uh, so I was in, when I was in rehab, I was in rehab. <laughs> Nathan Lowe, everybody. That was a way better riff. Though. I had nothing on my mind. I hate that shit. I hate it when literally anybody interrupts any show ever because I'm just like, I got <laughs> nothing funny about that. Just read it. That's what we're going to do. Just anytime. All right. Anyways, when I went to rehab, uh, people started like starting rumors for me, like rumors about me at school, school saying like, oh, he died. And I was like, not unfortunately, no. I just wanted, like, I just wish I could have been there. Like, I wasn't sad that they like made up rumors about me. I just sad that the rumors were so fucking lame, you know? Like, I wish I could have gone back and been like, Aaron has a dirt bike. And this dancer, all right, all right. Fuck Dr. Seuss. Fuck Dr. Seuss. I'm getting a phone call. I got a, a better comedian would answer that. I'm going to decline that because I don't have anything funny to say about it. Um, yeah, so I, I, I was in rehab. One of the guys I was in rehab with, he was like, we were in a group, and he was like, me? Why am I here? You want to know why I'm here? Because I'm a master manipulator. And we're like, apparently not, dude. Like, didn't you get expelled from Sarah Lawrence for saying the N-word to prove that it's still offensive? Like, obviously not. Should I not? I, that was a confidentiality thing I just broke, but whatever. <laughs> um, God, okay. I'm going to do the greatest hits. All right, so I just watched a guy. If you know the word, sing along. I just, uh, I just, I, the other day I saw a guy get arrested trying to steal uh, 
frozen food from the Indian market. Yeah, instant korma. Holleration, holleration in this dancery. Um, shit, did I stay up a little bit too long after that one? I gotta end on a high note. Um, let me end on a high note. Let me end on a high note. Oh yeah, okay. Here, here. So I'm a t I'm a quarter Asian. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a quarter Asian, so I'm technically a person of color. Technicolor. Thank you. Boom. And this dancer. My name is Aaron Atkins. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Aaron Atkins, everyone. Hooray. Yay, and then yay. Dancery. I'm, I'm down with it. Uh, hey, uh, your next comedian, it's you. You signed up fourth on the list. It's so funny when people look at me like I'm an insane person when they're like, what do you mean I'm up next? I'm like, you signed up fourth. Do you not know how to count? Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Pancake. know it's coming. You ain't never seen nothing, but I know that I'm coming. Tried to set me up, but I know that I'm coming. 11th on Racine, and you know that I'm busting. Hello. Hi. Uh, I'm, I'm right on time. Uh, I'm Pancake, the Serve King. I, I got that that stage name because I was bullied. You can laugh, it's okay. No, really. Um, look, I, I'm gonna be referring to the good text here <laughs> and I'm gonna begin with a small ceremony. Excuse me. Oh, O'Reilly. Okay, um, look, <laughs> I don't care what you've heard about him. You need to trust the Gordon's fishermen. Okay. I, um, I'd like to get into uh, some, some comedy here, but uh, first, First, uh, I, when I say I saw this article, you ask me, what did it say? Okay, so I saw this article. I don't know. I didn't read it. <laughs> but I'm an expert. I'm an expert on the headline. And, and here is that article now. This is the New York Times Business Sunday edition. And if I could direct you all to the back of this, you would see how far back and to the left the libtards have become in New York City, okay? Behind every great restaurant is a woman. That means stay in the kitchen. I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not one to cause trouble, okay? I'm not a, a Bill Burr type, okay? I, I, I'm not Bill Barr, that's for sure, but... Uh, uh, let's get into uh, my routine here. If I ever were to wear blackface continuously, I would only do it to see how many times I got pulled over in a week. This is the 12th time, officer. 
It could be the seventh, but I'm going to say it's the 13th. I wipe my face. Surprise! This is an outrage. Proof. He's going to go to bed thinking, oh, man, I'm thinking about this. Um, look, look, as you can hear in my voice, <laughs> I am a Lyft driver. Do you, do you ever wonder where all those stains in my car come from? It's just where I tried to peacefully detain a spider, okay? Look, we've, we've all been in lockdown for, for several, several weeks, but every night since George Floyd's murder, it's sounded like the mist or the happening right outside my door. Every night. No? Thank you? Well, I gotta stop improvising on my sets. Look, I had a dream that I was washing my hands with men and women in the restroom. There were dead bees in the sink, but uh, <laughs> that's uh, neither here nor there. But that's what made it uh, uh, so jarring for you. Honk, honk. Get it. Uh, no, I can't. No, stop. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So I was walking around with a $20 bill in my pocket, and I needed to use the restroom in public. Well, I didn't want to use a public restroom. I wanted to use a nice one that, like, employees use, right? And so they're like, sorry, there's no room at the inn. And I'm like, uh, well, do you want me to, to go in the street? Do you, do you want me to break into your neighbor and use their facilities? And they're like, no, it's, uh, that's up to you, man. And I'm like, is this a society that you want to live in? Finally, I get to this really nice establishment. And I flash that $20 bill and I say, can I use your restroom? And they say, yep, yeah, dude, just come in. I don't, come on. Wh who's been turning you down for $20? I'm Pancake. Thank you. Sorry. Pancake. Overpaying. For who, call, who called you? You should have gotten it on stage. Uh, hey, that was Pancake. Yay. Yay. Uh, your next comedian, sometimes he has a guitar, sometimes he doesn't. I don't know what he's going to do right now, but he's going to make you laugh. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like mo motion for Josh. Yay! I got up too quickly. I was sitting I cross-legged and all the blood's flung <laughs> down through my butt into my uh, leg region. I'm seeing stars. That's just Nathan Lowe. Oh, I know. Anyway, baseball is back. Baseball is back, right? Nobody cares. I'll rephrase that. Nobody under 60 cares. George the who, the what now? Police brutella who? Oh, baseball is back? Oh, great. To give you an idea of how out of touch your average MLB fan is these days, like last A's game I went to, we got to the seventh inning stretch and we're singing Take Me Out at the Ball Game. We get to that part in the song where he's like, 
you know, if they don't win, it's a shame. And the guy next to me is like, four, it's one, two, three, four, five. What are we doing? And like, uh, and people, I know, like, I don't, I don't think anyone here has kids. Anyone here kids? Nobody here has kids. If you have kids, don't fucking take them to the baseball game. Like, if you have money to sit in my section, like you have money for a sitter, because like, I would, if I did the shit that people's kids did at a baseball game, I would go to prison, not jail, just straight to prison. I would be getting sodomized by dinner time. Like, if I just stood in front of you, innings like two through eight, just stood directly in front of you, just crotch, ass crotch and I just dug my fingers into your nacho helmet and just wiped cheese all over your nice new jersey and just like my, my dad's better than you me like I would go to prison straight up control your kids uh at the game or just don't bring them and you know another thing is don't don't take your kids to uh to Disneyland like before a certain day like I see people at Disneyland with their kids like five years old I'm like they're not gonna remember that don't take your kids to Disneyland they're not gonna remember like if you and that's, this is not comedy. This is just like advice on where to not use your disposable income at. Like it's just don't, like if you as an adult person need Mr. Toad's wild ride in your life and you can't find a sitter, like more power to you, great, go ahead and go. But like don't be resentful against your kids for years and years because the only part they remember about Disneyland was thrown up on the teacups. <laughs> it's not fair to them, it's not fair to you. So yeah, don't let me see you at Disneyland with your five-year-old. I'm, I'm there all the time. It's the happiest place on earth. Okay. Um, no, but I do have a kid. Scary as that is to like look at me, just absorb that. This is good radio. Look at me. Um, yeah, absorb that fact. Uh, I, you know, and I had him very young. It's really great. Me and my kid were almost the same age. He's turning 18. I am a svelte 23. So, again, good radio here. Um, no, I'm only half lying. I had him when I was 16. Uh, so he's turning. 18 now, you guys can do the math there, right? It's not a pretty picture. But the best thing about, um, the best thing about, getting my, you know, his, so the baby mom was 17, I'm 16, and we had him. The best thing about procreating uh, with a 17-year-old when you're 16 is you get to have sex with a jailbait and a MILF at the same time. <laughs> it's the only, it's the only, it's the only time when it's okay to do that. And uh, you get a, you get a prison. Yeah, people ask me like, do you, hey, do you let, like, you know, you have such a good relationship with your kid, you let your kid smoke weed. I'm like, I let my kid smoke weed. He's, he's my dealer. <laughs> I gotta, I'm not gonna pay club price for dabs. Come on. <laughs> this, is what you, this is why you have a kid. Uh, yeah, now him and me, now that he's 18, we're gonna start a chain of vape stores. We're gonna sell vape stuff. We're gonna sell R&B records. It's gonna be called I Heard It Through the Vape Vine. So follow us on Instagram. Um, if that doesn't work, we're going to sell vape stuff and books. We'll call it the Vapes of Wrath for those of you that read. Yeah, yeah, we read. And uh, I think the real money in vapes is selling it just to kids, right? So we're going to open a vape store that sells just to kids. It's going to be called Statutory Vape. All of, our, all of our customers wanted to shop there. I don't know why we're making a federal case out of this. Um... I love my girlfriend a lot. Um, we've been together a long time. If you want an idea of how long uh, we didn't meet on Tinder, we met on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, but I mean, the romance is still there. We no longer Netflix and chill. We eat checks, mix, and pay bills. Still, the romance is there. And she's so smart and so funny. I told her, honey, you should be a stand-up. She's like, really, me? Why would I? Why do you think I'd be good at stand-up? I said, honey, you're white. White people are good at anything where you gotta like own the whole room of people. 
I'm Josh Kahn. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, folks. Josh Kahn, everyone. Yes. That was lovely. That was that was beautiful energy. What a great set. Hey, uh, stars all around. Uh, we're seeing stars. He's, this, is, this might be his last open mic with us, so you better clap your hands together like a crazy bitch. Uh, for your next comedian, it's Nathan Lowe. Hi, hi, hi. If you heard your last comedian, I'm a star. I'm very excited about being a star. Oh my gosh, give it up for your last comedian. Killed it. Room full of white people. Inspired. It's like it's so, so hard to be racist these days. <laughs> And Thomas, too, didn't get the credit he deserved. It was also his first time doing stand-up comedy tonight. <laughs> Fucking firebombed the place. And not like his last joke. Like this one, no one felt uncomfortable even a little bit. You're very easy to like. <laughs> Aaron Atkins went up that fucking walking, talking TikTok. Where'd he go? <laughs> went outside with Pancake. They're practicing dances right now. In this dancery. <laughs> He just kept saying it at the end of every time. It made me laugh harder every single time. No, but I am moving. I'm moving to Los Angeles. Boo! <laughs> Mixed response. You can tell who has good self-esteem in here. <laughs> I don't, so I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm like looking for places, looking for rooms. I put up a photo, which I thought was cool to do, on like comedy scene, a couple other like Facebook pages, like, hey, this is me, this is my face, I am looking for roommates, this is my budget, this is my job, etc. Uh, turns out gay guys don't really need Grinder. They turn every app into Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I got a lot of messages. Guess how many of them were about apartments? How guess how many? Not like fucking maybe one, like maybe one, but it was like half. It was like I have a three bedroom available on my face. Some of them weren't that subtle. One of them just said, fuck my carcass, you insatiable bison. I'm like, what do you do with that? Do you hit the like button? What do you <laughs> Where do we go from here? We've already taken it so far. There's no way to step it back. It's like I got a couple uh, acting gigs out of it, actually. Just, to, just the photo on the Facebook ad. lady hit me up, said, I think I have a role that would suit you. So I just got cast. I'm an erotic masseuse in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm very excited about it. She said I had great bone structure and I showed real promise. <laughs> I don't know, I, I, I do like one of them, she's like, you could do this acting gig, I have some roles for you real quick. Can you grow a mustache? <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> uh, now I feel self-conscious about it. I I'm not even there yet. And I'm already thinking, like, man, my upper lip isn't good enough for this town. <laughs> but my bottom lip, according to a couple guys, <laughs> both of them together, that would really get me someplace. <laughs> it's going to be weird finding shit, because I don't want to go down there and just do the acting thing, because that's fucking lame, and actors drive me nuts. But it's so funny how quickly I was just like, man, I'm in a maybe like a cleanse. Maybe I should just take care of my pores. What am I doing here? <laughs> It's like I live with girls for so long and y'all are crazy about your products and everything. Like I, I lived with three girls for a long time. And I just all these products in the bathroom just smell privilege out the ass. <laughs> like dudes, we're selling ourselves short with like just sandalwood. Just sandalwood? Really? 
They got all these smells. I'm like Augustus Kloof. I'm just rubbing all that shit <laughs> on my face. <laughs> I smell like rose water. If someone was just like putting cigarettes out into it. <laughs> my dick smells like an acai bowl. You got no idea what my life's like, dude. <laughs> it's going to be weird going down there. I do have this stupid, you know, copy, Trumpy face. Very Republican bone structure. A lot of people come up to me and just like assume that I like was in the military, like Ammer was. People come up to me like, hey man, thanks for your service. I'm like, huh? I have to explain. I'm like, I'm not brave. I'm <laughs> Where'd you serve? I'm like, dude, I couldn't serve at a Denny's. <laughs> I didn't even finish the campaign on Call of Duty, and that was a game. That was just a game that you could play. God damn. It's fucking silly. You were talking about Disney. That's right. You were talking about like Disney World, Disneyland, don't take your kids. My sister's almost 30, and she still goes every year to Disney. Not alone, with five other 30 to 35 just terrible people. <laughs> just like they're, they're just like, they're, I'm a singer. You're not. You're in sales. Just like these people, you know people who sing when they're happy? My sister will wake up and say, like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I, only sing, I only sing when I'm borderline suicidal. <laughs> Just pacing around in my house. My life's going nowhere. <laughs> 26, I just jerked off into a toilet. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You live with three girls, you got to jerk off in the toilet. <laughs> it's a lot like, have you ever been late for work and you have to just like eat your food really fast over the sink? <laughs> it's kind of like that, but it's <laughs> way more vulgar. <laughs> Oh man, that, this has been this has been a fucking treat. Uh, let's see what do I want to end on here. Okay, I think that uh, you know coronavirus has been really dope for guys with weak chins, and really not dope for creepy deaf people who get off on reading people's lips from far away. They do that, you know that? They're like low-level superheroes. And also low-key racist, all of them. It's them against the world. They hate everybody that isn't that can hear shit. But uh, it's okay. They're not going to take over because, everybody, it's not hereditary. Okay. End on a sizzle. My name's Nathan Lowe. This has been a goddamn blast. Pay Pam money. Yay, Nathan Lowe. Hopefully his music will become his musical will be coming out soon. The I just jerked off into a toilet. It's really that's a lovely. It's really catchy, super catchy. Uh, your next comedian, uh, she hasn't caught anything despite usually being in the woods at this time, and you would think that she'd at least get poison oak, but uh, there's no rainbow gathering, so she's uh, gathering here, uh, gathering her jokes together and putting them on stage. Put your hands together for Rachel Pinson. Why'd you have to start with such a sad note? Exactly. Oh, because she's like, oh, she can't be at the gathering. Blah, blah, blah. You guys know hippies? You guys know what hippies are? Okay. So <laughs> I was one once. Let's not talk about it. Actually, if I can please just not have anybody's attention in the room... I just want to let you right know right now, like nothing I'm saying is important or relevant. <laughs> I just happen to have a microphone and I'm talking. I'm actually just wasting all of your time. You guys are going to be older when I'm done and you're not going to learn anything from this. It's really just me saying words slightly amplified to the people on our listening audience. 
and a live stream that I covered the, the thing because I'm like, you know, I didn't consent to that. All right, man, I got kicked off stage. I got kicked off stage last week. You guys remember that? Because I fucked too much. I was like, fuck, 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 fuck too much. I fucked too much in public, and they had to shut me down. I thought this was a free speech, fucker, fuck, fuck. But we're inside now, so I can fuck all I want. I can fuck all I want. I'm not going to fuck Dr. Seuss because I'm not a necrophiliac. Uh, I'm not going to fuck the police because that's how you make more police. I might fuck a judge because I think that's how you get everybody off, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm working on it. COVID times, people are like, oh, you need to stock up on toilet paper, man. Toilet paper, it's, gonna, like, it's gone. It's gone. It's going to go. It's going to go. You're not going to be able to wipe your ass. No one knows how to clean their asses. It's crazy. I'm like, oh, okay, so I got a bunch of toilet paper, but nobody told me that I was going to go through batteries so fast, you know? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I talked to my dad recently. He has the most depressing hobby where he just, like, is a pole bearer for old vets that are dead, and he spends a lot of time in funerals. He told me that he saw my grandma, her, uh, her tombstone the other day on my mom's side. He's like, yeah, I saw my ex-mother-in-law, and she's still not talking to me. Like, yeah, that dad joke, it was a real dad joke, and it went just as good as I thought it would. And it was like, it's good. Cool. Oh, man. We were talking about Disney, Disney World, right? Who was talking about Disney World? There's stuff that's, that was relevant. I remember, like, I'm from Ohio, and I, my mom picked me up from school one day, and she's like, if you could go anywhere you want this weekend, where would you go? And I was like... Disney World, obviously, Mom, yeah, Disney World, fuck yeah, Disney World. And she was like, actually, we're going to go to St. Louis. And I'm like, not even close, <laughs> not even a little bit. It's fine, I didn't go to Disneyland until I was 23 or something, like on my own. Yeah, right, because, uh, anyway, I wanted to go to Disney World, not Disneyland, Florida, Ohio. There's a, okay, there's no joke there. Like I said, nothing I'm saying is important or relevant. It's not. It isn't. I got invited to a dinner party, but it wasn't a dinner party. It was a Donner party, and I wasn't going to stay, but there was still free food, you know? <laughs> How else are we going to get through the winter? Did you guys know that AIDS is not helpful? <laughs> and consensus says that cereal is soup. I try. Was it? No, it's not. It's Nintendo. Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, fuck that then. Oh, nothing's original. Uh. All right. It's cool. I try to get to a five-star restaurant, but I can't fucking reach. And that was the worst joke I ever wrote, and I love it. It's great. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Super fun stuff. So, like, my mom is super, um, whatchamacallit, strict. She didn't let me like join the Girl Scouts because she said perverts. Perverts. I didn't even know what that word meant, but she was serious. Like, perverts. No, you can't do that. And I was like sixth grade. And I wanted to go to Washington, D.C. because that was like the trip. You go to uh, Washington, D.C. in the sixth grade when you're a traffic guard. It's like your honor. It's your right as a civil citizen of this country. Anyway, trying to do my civic duty here. And she said I could go, but I couldn't do any of the fundraisers. I'm like 12. I'm like, how am I going to pay for it? There's a recession. I can't get a job. But my grandpa would give me $5 when I saw him. And my dad said he would match all the money I made. And lucky for me, 
my sister had a crippling pill addiction that I didn't know about because I was so young, you know? And she just had a kid. So she's like, hey, man, like, can I borrow that $5 for um, uh, diapers? And I was like, sure. She's like, and I'll double it next month. I'm like, okay. So she doubled it. I got $10 the next month. The next month I got 20 and then 40 and then 80 and my dad matched it. And I got to go to Washington, D.C., man. I got to go. Yeah, but who really paid for that trip was like me, my sister, or the pharmaceutical company. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to Washington, Mom. No perverts there. Get to Washington on my own. Get to Disneyland on my own. Anyway, the CIA is the biggest drug cartel in America. That's not a joke. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Cool, yeah, that sounds about right. I grew up super trashy, man. I didn't know. I didn't know. You don't know these things, so other people pointed out. Like, you want to go thrifting? You're like, you need back to school shopping? Because I already did that. Like, in high school, I had to tell my boyfriend he, he should get tested. He's like, have you been cheating on me? I'm like, no, dude, for, like, head lice, because... <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Who have you been hugging, you know? And I had this boyfriend, I had an Asian boyfriend, and I think he fetishized me for being trashy because he was like, can you say something to me, like in a country accent? I'm like, okay, I'll try it. Okay, I'll try it. I'm 13 years old. Don't tell me how to raise my baby. <laughs> Mama didn't pay the water bill. That's okay because we got Mountain Dew. <laughs> I want you to kiss me wildly and passionately like my cousin when he wants one of my oxys. Rachel Vincent, Tiny Loan Shark. I know, it's the second time you've forgotten that tag. I feel like it's working out of your set. That's why I just wanted to remind you, Tiny Loan Shark. Yeah, yeah, hey, I listen to your jokes. I know what's going on. All right, uh, I'm going to run around and do dirty jokes. Yeah. We're all so safe in here. Thanks for giving me money. Uh, cupcakes. So uh, some comedians have said that I have a very maternal look uh, and that they don't want to fuck their mom. And I'm like, that's fine, but what about your stepmom? <laughs> Heard about those tropes in porn. My question is, are the actresses real stepmoms or just really good actresses? Like, I don't know. I only have, I had my first abortion in 1995. And uh, thank you, I know, that was 25 years ago. And uh, I really, I really only have one regret about that abortion and that, you know, it's that I, I had it because if I would have kept him, I could be fucking all of his friends right now. How did I fuck that one up? Big regret, big abortion regret. <laughs> yeah, don't get, yeah. <laughs> don't get to fuck my, my dead ghost of a son's 25-year-old friends. <laughs> I like to imagine sometimes that some of the comedians are actually the soul of the aborted child I had. But my ex-husband was black, so like, there's only like one or two that I can, I think it's Mike Evans Jr. He's the, okay, very funny young man. I've been, uh, I, don't, I don't watch porn, it's not a thing I do, it's not a thing I've ever done, just I have a really vivid imagination, I actually uh, masturbate to podcasts. But I, I've heard about, I know, and not just the ones that I'm in, you know what I mean? Not just, 
I mean, like, I'm a narcissist with self-esteem issues, so I'm a psychopath. Yay! Um, maybe a sociopath. I don't know. But no, not just to my own podcasts, to other people's. Uh, it's fine. But I don't watch porn, and so I've been hearing about everyone's like, oh, you find your fetish, and you like your porn, and you find what you like, and you figure out about yourself. And so I actually found what I really like to masturbate to. And it is, my fetishes are super specific. I like uh, bearded lumberjackian people surviving. Uh, I have a lacrimation fetish. That means I like to watch men cry. I don't like to watch women cry, which is why I don't watch porn, right? Because they're all crying, they're all so sad. <laughs> why is this stick in my face, I'm crying. I'm like, oh, you have a lacrimation fetish, you just don't want to admit it. <laughs> I like to watch men cry also um you know like i i like to i have a i've sort of i used to have an eating disorder so i like to watch people in uh under you know starving duress and stuff so what i recently found is free on the history channel it's called alone which is what i when i masturbate to i'm always alone has anybody seen the show alone no one knows about this it's people out surviving and it is an anorexic fucking wet dream they're all starving and they're <laughs> i'm like oh you haven't eaten in 2 days haha <laughs> and now you're crying i feel so good about myself so good. They never take their clothes off, and I'm sure they smell just as funky as I do. Uh, it's good. I uh, I haven't been. No, I don't shower much. It's COVID times. Who who showers? It's um. They uh the I had to go to the doctors and stuff, and they want to do the COVID testing, and they're like, you know, we'd also like a urine sample and a feces sample, and you know, I said, do you just want a pair of my underwear? <laughs> like I haven't <laughs> done laundry in a really long time. I don't have any. Quarters, like you can't touch money anymore. Can I have COVID? I hear you can't. My question is like, you know, if I, if I, I don't know, I don't think I have COVID, but if I, if I use the same TP to wipe my nose and then my twat, can I give my pussy COVID? Is that how that works? Or is it all already inside your body? Like, is it, I don't know how science works. I don't, I, I do think though that. Everything we know about the universe is completely a lie because, and everybody imagine the T-Rex bones in your head right now. Imagine the T-Rex bones, right? It's like this big, beefy, cool dinosaur, the coolest dinosaur, and the hubris of man to put it on two beefy legs. With these tiny little faggy arms, what's happening up here? Well, if you take those tiny little arms and you make them into legs, and then you take those legs and you flip that dumb hip cap around, they become big beefy wings. <laughs> T-Rex was a dragon. Yeah. Right? Why do we have all this dragon mythology but there's no dragons? Like St. George and the dragon, fucking Chinese people in the dragon, Japanese tattooing themselves with the fucking dragon. Where are the dragons? The T-Rex was a dragon. We just put the bones back together wrong. Do I smoke too much pot? Is that, am I the smartest person alive or do I just smoke too much weed? Have you guys ever smoked so much weed that you forget how your own shower works? It's like Airbnb being in my own home. It's hot, it's cold, I don't know how to get clean, ah! What's all this cat litter doing on the floor? I'm paying a lot of money for this place. A lot of cats. 
Okay, I'll close with a quick cat joke. Uh, I, <laughs> I actually, today, as I was cleaning cat hair out of my house into these weird little strands, I was like, oh, I'm getting so old and my hair is thinning. Maybe I can like sew them in like weird little cat dreadlocks and I can give my hair a little more fluff. I do want to take my cat and I want to shave him and I want to knit a sweater out of his fur and I want to make him wear it. Because I am a crazy cat lady. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to my jokes. Yay! Six on the dot, which is what I meant to do. That's exciting. This has been dirty. Um, are there any other comics? I don't see any other comics. So we are going to play some music and take it outside and do this crazy clean comedy show outside. Hopefully the cops don't come. Woo! Tried to set me up, and I know that you posted on the block with a thought, and you copping with them shots. Shot, 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 shot. Yeah, you tried to set me up, and I'm still on the block. I ain't never gonna wear it, cause I'm popping rice, rolling on the block. You know that it's dark, I ain't even coming soon. I know I see them shots, what you really wanna know? Popping pop on these thoughts, and they fucking up for free. I know they popping rocks, popping molly pop, but you know that they fucking, that they fucking. Rolling on the block, I catch a thought, what you really wanna see, but you just with them hops, and I'm looking at these niggas, they claim, but they a savage, they ain't even weird shit, these niggas, they can't have it finna brullin' through the hundreds, I know, that she bustin', what you really wanna come, but no, that you fuckin', but you try to set me up, I know, that you lurkin', what you really wanna know, I know, you on dirt, and a be bustin', I ain't never stunned on the block, fuckin' with a real nigga, but you might get shot, and I pop a molly, and I know you got ops, fuckin' with a savage, yeah, finna get pop pull up to your crib get shot it's a mission get the body drop what you really want to know and i don't bend no pops in the shots everywhere and you get the body drop yeah put them in the coffin you ain't talking about nine six feet under and you know that it's busting in finna be world war one know it's coming you ain't never seen nothing but i know that i'm coming 
tried to set me up, but I know that I'm coming. 11th on Racine, and you know that I'm busting. Trying to send shots, but I know that you coming. And I try to call your phone, but know that you stunning. Sending all the niggas out the crib, I know they running. Tried to set me up, and you know it's Check one, two. We'll get started in about 10 minutes. 10 minutes for the outdoor comedy.
you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. We're going to get started with this outdoor comedy show in just a few minutes. Hold tight. All right, check, check, check. That's loud enough, I think. Loud enough, but not too loud. I think it works.
dancing at a nightclub one Friday night. And that nightclub bar was a little uptight. Yeah, I was dancing all alone, a little self-conscious. When some kids came up and said, we're dancing, come with us. And soon I was dancing in the lesbian bar, oh, oh. I was dancing in the lesbian bar, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yay, yay, and we're here. It's clean comedy outside. Clean jokes for everybody and a nice dog. You're a corgi. Yes, you are. I know I'm talking to you, buddy. Do you have jokes too? Rough, rough, a corgi walked into a bar and they said that's cool because San Francisco's a dog-friendly place. Yay. Super dog-friendly. Do you want to? Do you have any other jokes, Corgi? Do you want to say what's your dog's name? Andy. Annie. Oh, look at Annie, little orphan Annie. Oh, you should get a tinier puppy and uh, name it. What was Annie's dog's name? Does anybody remember that movie? She had a dog. Remember in the orphanage? The sun will come out. Sandy. You should get a tiny baby teacup corgi and name it Sandy. So you have Andy, Annie and Sandy. Just trying to do crowd work. Not great. Shouldn't work on the dog so much. Making really good eye contact with Annie, though. Like, really making that work for me. She's feeling it. We're, uh, we're out here for outdoor comedy. It's clean because we have neighbors with children and we care about our neighbors and we don't want to say bad things in front of small children. Uh, you know, because... I'm a, I'm a nanny. That's something I used to do for money before COVID. Ha <laughs> ha I used to take care of people's children. They used to pay me for that. My question is, why do babies' pants have pockets? 
Yeah, all babies' pants have pockets. Babies have, like, they, they wear, right, the patriarchy. What are they putting in those pockets? Babies with cargo pants. There's, like, six pockets for the babies. What could they possibly be putting in those pockets? Well, you know, as a nanny, yeah, they, they can't even put their own socks on. They, like, can't put their hands in their pockets. They can't put any, can't even grab things. They're, like, chicken nuggets are difficult. But, so, their pockets, uh, that's where I put my drugs. Because... <laughs> Because the babies can't get their hands in there anyway. Do you know that an 18-month-old knows how to do zippers on a backpack? They understand the mechanics of zippers. Can't get their own hands in their pockets. Also, the police will never search a baby. That's, they just won't. That's just a pro tip. Uh, all of them, uh, any color. They won't, I don't think they, do they? Do, do, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'll tell my story about white privilege. That's clean. So it's one of those things where, like, you know, in these COVID times and then all the uh, all the other things that have come up on the pr- police brutality and the, oh, no, help, help, I'm being oppressed. And we are. We're all definitely being oppressed. Uh, but I'm like, oh, no, how do I respond to this? I'm like, a, I'm like a white lady. Like, what do I say? And the only thing I can do is acknowledge my own privilege. So there was this one time that I was super drunk. Can you imagine me? <laughs> and I was wearing these really cute shoes, right? And they were so cute. And I just couldn't walk them anymore. So I had them in my hand like this. And I'm like on Mission Street, just waving my shoes in the air, just yelling at you, hello. And so I thought I was flagging down a cab, but I actually flagged down an SFPD. And they came right up to me, and they were like, how can I help you? And I said, geez, I really need a ride home. And they drove me back to the Tenderloin because white privilege. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm just telling a story. It's like, hey, I'm acknowledging. One time I was nannying for these two cute six-year-old twins. They are just adorable. And I like to foster creative play because I don't want to watch screen time with children. That's terrible. They're paying me money, right? I want to interact with the children. So they tied me up to a desk chair with yarn, and um, they put tape over my face. And uh, I've caught fostering creative play. And they took a laser pointer to my hand, and they said, I'm cutting off your hand. And I was like, ow, ow, fostering creative play, you know. And then they put the laser pointer to my foot, and they said, I'm freezing your foot. And I was like, oh, it's so cold. Oh, no, oh, no. And then they put the laser pointer to my chest, and they said, I'm breaking your heart. And I was like, Daria, you need to stop, okay? (laughs) What game are you playing of your own volition? You're playing a game called police state (laughs) what did I do why am I tied up to this desk chair with yarn what could I have possibly done and they put their little six-year-old heads together and they and they come back and they say you stole a laptop I think you're you're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop what kind of Islamic police state is this and then they said, if you were black, we would have shot you. It's <laughs> like, ah, oh, from the mouths of babes. I know police state. They were six-year-old. True story. In the mission. I don't let them watch cops. <laughs> I don't know what them. We're not watching screen time. How do they know? It's not my fault. <laughs> Just, I'm a good nanny. I'm not a bad, I'm not a bad nanny. <laughs> I'm a really, I'm a really good nanny. I promise you. I love, I love children for $25 an hour. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't have my own children because they don't pay you. Here's the thing. I'm a Marxist, right? I'm a Marxist. When women have babies, they literally call it labor. 
and we get no money. Like, it's called labor. We are the means of production. So glad you read Marx. Everyone else is like, reading? What are you, a witch? Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) I'm a witch. I have a couple cats, so clearly I'm a witch. Neither of them are black. (laughs) Maybe they should be. Maybe that's what I can do as a white lady. As a white lady, I can do Black Lives Matter by having a black cat. Like, that's the only thing I could do at this point. I don't know what to do. Uh, but I think acknowledging it is a step in the right direction. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to change the world. We're going to do it one comic at a time here on the corner. Uh, hey, I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. Uh, it's a clean comedy show. Can you believe all those jokes were clean? Yay! I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. Uh, I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. And then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. I'm a crazy cat lady. <laughs> cool. I'm crazy. All right. We've got really funny comedians for you tonight. I'm really excited about your first comedian. Uh, he's hilarious and amazing and wonderful. And all these comedians can work clean, which I'm so excited about because you have to work clean on TV anyway. So it's a great challenge for us to not say dirty things. Yay. Hey, put your hands together and slap them in a wild, clappy-like fashion for your first comedian, Marcus Howard. Yay. How's it going, you guys? Let's do this, huh? I'm the black one for tonight. What's up, you guys? Uh, yeah, I, um, a lot of my friends during quarantine, they've been doing the, uh, they've been drinking a lot, uh, but like they want me to do it in solidarity with them. But I actually don't drink, you guys. I don't drink. Like I, I'm not a big drinker, but like whenever I tell people that, they always assume that I had a problem with alcohol, like I used to be an alcoholic or something. Uh, but that doesn't really happen with other things, you know? Like, when I tell people I don't go to the gym, uh, no one assumes I was, like, really addicted to chin-ups at one point, you know? Yes, yeah, so I don't drink. I also don't smoke, you guys. I don't smoke weed. Because for me, smoking weed is kind of like, hey, you remember how stupid you felt that one time you called your teacher mom? Well, what if you could feel that way for, like, two hours at a time, though, you know? Yeah, so I don't drink, I don't smoke, and when people find that out, they're like, okay, what do you do for fun? Like, how do you have a good time? I'm like, well, that's a very easy question to answer. I don't, okay, you guys, I don't have a good time. Dude, for me, having fun and a good time are just words that people say that I don't really understand, like 0% APR or no student debt. Like, I don't know what that means, all right? Yeah, I've been quarantining, been watching a lot of TV, Uh, I've been watching that show Vikings, and uh, we all know Vikings, right? They're like those big manly pillagers and stuff. Well, uh, while I was watching the show, I found out that uh, all Vikings come from Sweden and Denmark, which is cool, but that also means that all Vikings sounded like people who came from Sweden and Denmark, right? They're just like, yes, it is us, the Vikings, and we have come to pillage and plunder, you know? Like Ikea, right? Like you guys know Ikea. That's the company that makes furniture exclusively from sawdust. Uh, Well, apparently they used to make furniture from people too and it was just as confusing. I, I actually, I like the gumption of Ikea because I, like when most people see like a pile of sawdust, we're like, oh, this is just garbage. But Ikea's like, we can build something with this, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I've been quarantining with my girlfriend. Uh, she's white. I'm a traitor. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But, uh, but it's been cool. Um, but because I'm quarantining with my white girlfriend, that means that I have been on more hikes than every black person in existence, you guys. And I, I'm tired of it. It's, it lasts so long. And like with uh with all these uh with all like the the political climate and stuff right now, I actually uh, got promoted, you guys. 
I, uh, I got com promoted to the uh, position of therapist for all my white friends' guilt, and I'm so over it, you guys. I'm just tired of it. Every day I get a phone call that's like two hours where we're like, we didn't know, you know? Which is just wild to me. I just don't understand it. Like, I swear to God, if somebody told me that I'm going to have to go through this every day for the rest of my life for us to stop racism, then I'd say I want racism back. Because, like, dude, I can't do that with my time. It's just inefficient, you know? But it was cool. I was out there doing the protests. And, you know, like, I, I, it was really nice seeing, like, all these white allies and stuff out here. But, like, Sometimes I think white people kind of like go to the extreme just a little bit because like we're out there protesting, right? And we're like, you know, in uh, police brutality, yeah, stop redlining, yeah, in mass incarceration, yeah. And then like some of the white protesters are like, yeah, and kill cops, yeah, what? No, okay, kill nobody. That's like what most of this is about, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this is clean or not. I, it should be. I'm going to sub out some words. I, uh, I was reading an article the other day that said uh, most female porn stars, when they get married, uh, they end up switching to girl-girl scenes, which I think is a, is a little bit unfair because, like, what happens with male porn stars? Do they have to switch to guy-only scenes? Like, the wife's like, nah, buddy, you're blowing dudes from here until retirement, you know? But uh, I get confused for being gay a lot. That's a thing that happens to me, right? And, like, I didn't understand it until I talked to one of my gay friends. And my gay friend, he said it's because I'm uh, gay-facing. He said I'm gay-facing. You know, like how some people have a voice for radio? Uh, well, apparently I've got a face for blowing dudes. So, like, that's my life, you know? But here, I'll give you guys an example. One time where I got confused for being gay, right? I was, like, out at this bar. I met this really cute girl. We danced. We talked. We had a good time. And a couple hours later, I was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to go in for a kiss. So I go in for this kiss, right? She backs up, and she's like, whoa, I thought that you were gay. And I was like, well, what would make you say that? And she's like, well, you know, we, like, establish an emotional connection, and straight guys don't ever do that. And so at that point, I was just like, oh, okay, I thought you were going to say it's because we're in a gay bar and I'm wearing this mesh crop top, but all right. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've been talking about race a lot because uh, I can't escape it. And uh, I was talking to my brother the other day, right? And my brother, he was like, hey, man, do you ever sometimes wish that you were a white guy? And I was like, hell no, dude. Right now, not a great time to be a white guy. But if I had a choice in the matter, I'd want to be a white woman because that sounds so much fun, you know? You know, just like getting to run around town, indiscriminately touching people's dogs, you know? Drinking lattes, writing blog posts about cultural appropriation while still doing yoga, what? <laughs> Plus, like, I feel like white women have broken the matrix or something, right? Because, like, white women have figured out a way to get all the benefits of white privilege while accepting none of the responsibilities for it. That's like why nowadays when these like new agey white girls complain to me about straight white dudes, it's a lot like when your supervisor complains to you about your manager. It's like, why are you telling me this? Don't you know that I hate both of you, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually don't hate white people, you guys. I think white people are cool. Like I think that there's a lot of things that uh, the black community could actually co-opt from the white community, you know, for a change. Like, uh, like as a black guy, you guys, I can't openly love Harry Potter, and I love it so much, you guys. Like, like black people, we always have to be hard. Like, I can't show up to, like, the next family function and be like, yeah, what house you claim, dog? I'm Slytherin ride or die, you know? Nah, son, it's Wingardium Leviosa, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> actually, I took one of those Patronus tests for to figure out what my Harry Potter spirit animal is going to be, and uh, I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to get something dope like a lion with, like, an eagle's face for a... You know, and um, I got a duck, you guys. I just got like a duck, not even like a cool duck, like a duck with some potential, just like a normal duck, you know, which means that like even when I lie about myself, I'm like still pretty lame, you know. <laughs> 
I uh I am I'm in not that great of a mood though because I uh I recently had an incident with a raccoon and I'm not over it. And <laughs> here's what happened. So I was out late one night, I came home, uh, this is just very recently. I pulled up in front of my house in my car and on my uh front porch was a fat raccoon. He was like huge, which is like it's weird seeing any type of street creature that's fat because the streets aren't designed for that to ever happen, which means that this raccoon like fought the streets and the streets lost hard, okay? <laughs> And like, I'm looking at this raccoon, he's like, yeah, bro, you know what time it is. Like, I got tiny hands. I'm godless. I don't care about you. <laughs> and so I rolled down my window, and I go, hey, get out of here. And he didn't even, like, acknowledge my existence. He's like, he looked at me in a way that was like, you don't get this, bro. This is just, like, another day for me, all right, you know? And so I, uh, I, I was like, I don't know what to do about this raccoon. And so I, uh, I have a German Shepherd, and I love animals, but I didn't want to do this. I was going to have to uh, stick my German Shepherd on this raccoon. So I get out of my car. I go to the side gate of my house. I open up my gate. I call out my dog. His name is Django. I say, Django, come out here. So Django walks out, and I'm like pointing at the raccoon. And Django looks at me, then he looks at the raccoon, and then he walks back inside the gate and closes it, which means that this raccoon now owns my house, you guys. I have not been home in six weeks, all right? I pay rent to this mother. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's been cool, you guys. I um I did go on like a little bit of a trip, like just because like I wanted to get away from my house because that raccoon is there, and um, I uh, went on this long drive throughout the state, right? And like while I was on this drive, I just kept seeing like hitchhiker after hitchhiker after hitchhiker, and then this realization set in for me: uh, there is no such thing as a black hitchhiker. Because let's face it, you guys, hitchhiking is an astoundingly Caucasian activity, you know? Look, if you're black and a hitchhiker, ain't nobody stopping to pick you up, okay? <laughs> Look, if you're black and a hitchhiker, you're not a hitchhiker. You're just a hiker, all right, you know? Yeah, you're stranded and need good shoes. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, like I said, I was talking to my brother a lot. My brother, he's a, he's a weird guy. Like, I'm an ally. I, I'm, I support all the different creeds and cultures, but my brother, he's a, he's really conservative, you know, he actually, he says that he's a, a little bit homophobic, which I think that's weird when people try to, like, downplay their hate by going, like, oh, I'm a little racist, I'm a little homophobic, because, like, that almost implies that my brother doesn't hate all gay people, he just hates, like, one in specific, and so I dug a little bit deeper, and it turns out, yeah, that's what's going on, okay? Because uh, apparently one time he was at a party, and this gay dude named Sky called him basic, and he never got over it. <laughs> so yeah, he's just a little bit homophobic, huh? Yeah, I, um, I got a cat, you guys. Is there any pet owners here? Heck yeah. Yeah, I got a cat recently, uh, mainly because I think I hate myself and I deserve bad things. Because let's face it, you guys, cats are jerks. They really are. They're just like the worst pet a person could ever have. And like, here's the thing. When I got this cat, I thought I was gaining a pet. But instead, what I got was just like a really crappy roommate with a mood disorder, you know? <laughs> yeah, my cat, his name is Charlie, and I hate this mother uh, with a passion, okay? <laughs> And like, cause like, here's the thing with Charlie. With Charlie, I can never have female company over. You know, like I might bring a girl home, take her up to my room, close the door, start making things intimate. But then ten minutes in, I start to hear this, <laughs> meow. <laughs> and like, you try to turn up some music to try to cut the cat out, but it is so hard to keep your stroke game going when you got a little hand reach on the door doing this. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. I hate Charlie so much, you guys. Um. But yeah, life is uh life has been pretty interesting for me right now. Like I said, like we got all this like uh this weird like racial climate stuff going on and uh, I've got my like white girlfriend 
and that was cool like when we first started dating and everything we did like some basic relationship stuff you know like we shared in each other's hobbies and interests that's like a common thing when you start getting in a relationship and it worked out really great for us right because like i was able to get her into like comic books and video games and she was able to get me into like lattes and sleeping with black guys so it was going great for both of us but my butt hurts and i can't sit down uh, <laughs> no Speaking of video games, my uh, my brother, he recently got one of these new video games. It's called Animal Crossing. Have you ever guys ever heard of that one before? Uh, so if you don't know, Animal Crossing is like one of these like farming simulator video games, which I, I just don't get it, right? Because like video games are supposed to be about escapism. Like we all have our form of escapism, right? Like some people like reality TV, some people like video games. Like my form of escapism, like I want to be like a knight or a wizard or like a basketball wife or something, right? But like... What does that say about you when your form of escapism is that you just want to be like a day laborer, you know? <laughs> I feel like that that's like a weird use of your time if you're going to be video gaming. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I, live in, uh, I live in Oakland and there's a bunch of like liquor stores and stuff all over the place. And I've been like walking through my neighborhoods and I've been seeing that uh, all these signs have, all these uh, shops have up the like Black Lives Matter signs. And I'm like always curious how genuine some of those places are, right? Cause like when I walk past like one of them, I'm just like, okay, really? Uh, Cracker Barrel, you're trying to get in on this movement too? Cause like if we're being honest, your name kind of sounds like a warning more than anything else, right? <laughs> And like the, the I, so I wonder about how genuine some of them are, but I feel like the one that's truly genuine when they have the sign up is the liquor store because they're like, hey, this is not okay. Those are my customers, you know? <laughs> and I, you know, I don't even know if they care about black lives, but they're like, black livers definitely matter, you guys, seriously. Yeah, I, um, I've been, uh, what am I doing on, t one more, okay, all right, cool. I got one more and then I gotta get out of here. I, uh, I've been, uh, for this joke I've been dating. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not in a relationship for this joke. <laughs> but I've been on the dating apps, right? And, uh, and I've <laughs> noticed a couple things. Uh, apparently every woman is a witch now, right? Like, is that a thing? Like so many dating profiles have like, ooh, I'm witchy or I'm a witch or something. And I'm just like, no, you're not a witch. What you are is a woman who bought a deck of tarot cards from some lady that doesn't wear deodorant, okay? <laughs> and one of the girls that I was dating uh, at the time who was a witch, she, uh, she, uh, we went back to her place and she's like, ooh, you must meet my familiar Niles. And I'm like, okay, wait, let me say something real quick. Uh, Niles isn't a person, uh, Niles is a cat, and he's also not her familiar, he just mostly hates her. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's been my time, you guys. I've been Malcolm X, good night. Marcus Howard, everyone! Yay! Glad he ended on that witchy stuff. That's perfect. I have tarot cards. <laughs> I read them. I also do witchcraft, absolutely. I smoke pot with intention. That's just that's my only witchcraft. Blow, light it with a candle and then blow up the candle with the smoke. <laughs> I'm a witch. Uh, your next comedian, he is awesome. He has He's brought his guitar and he's going to sing comedic songs. I'm so excited that we're all doing clean comedy thank you all for being here and supporting mutiny radio put your hands together for your next comedian it's josh Kahn. yay hey give it up for marcus howard everybody what a funny guy give him a big round of applause thank you thank you all right so what's going on everybody baseball is back you guys hear this baseball's back baseball's back and nobody cares let me rephrase that baseball is back no one under 60 cares if you guys want the, you know, like the average, uh, the average baseball fan is so out of touch. They're so old. Last time I went to an A's game, it was like the seventh inning stretch. 
We're singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game to get to that part that's like, if they don't win, it's a shame. And the guy next to me is like, because it's one, two, three, four, five. What, what are we doing? What? Police brutality, what? The game's on. And you know, it's, I don't know who here has kids. If you take your kids to the baseball game, it's like, first of all, if you can afford to sit in my section, you can get a sitter. But if you take your kids, watch them, okay? It really annoys me. I pay a good money. I want to go watch my baseball. If I did the stuff that some of people's kids do at the baseball game, I would go straight to prison. Not county, just straight to prison. Like, if I just stood in front of you, innings two through seven, just, you know, butt in your face, crotch in your face, butt in your face, crotch in your face, and just dig down into your helmet nachos and smear cheese on your nice jersey and just be like, my dad's better than you. <laughs> I would go to prison. So watch your kids when you take them to the baseball game. I don't know why you're doing that in the first place. And, you know, here's another thing that uh, gets my goiters. Like, why are you taking your five-year-old kids to Disneyland? They're not going to remember. Don't waste, this is not comedy. This is just like commentary on where to not spend your disposable income. Like just, they're not gonna, they're not gonna remember. Like if you, as an adult, you need Mr. Toad's wild ride in your life and you can't find a sitter, like more power to you. Go ahead and take your five-year-old. But he's not gonna remember. Don't take him and then have like years of resentment against the kid because the only part of Disneyland you remember is throwing up on the teacups, you know? Like that's, it's not fair to either one of you. I say this out of experience, I am a father. Go ahead and look at me and just absorb that h horrific fact for a second that somebody let me spawn with them. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I had him very young, obviously. Thank you for noticing, I'm so youthful looking. Um, I had him so young, you know, me and my kid, we're almost the same age, you know? He's gonna turn 18, you know? I'm a very youthful 23, I think, for the past 11 years or so, okay. No one's buying that. The best thing, though, because I was 16 when I had him. His mom was 17 when I had him. The best thing, there's a whole stigma about being a teen parent. I recommend it, you know? The best part about being a teen parent is you get to have sex with a jailbait and a MILF at the same time. It's the only time when it's cool to do that. She doesn't even know what to say when we're in bed together. It's like, baby, daddy, baby, daddy, baby, daddy. Oh, oh, oh. People always ask me, oh, you have such this good relationship with your kid. Do you let your kid smoke weed? Let my kids smoke weed. He, he's my dealer. I, I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna pay club prices for dabs, man. This is why you procreate. Now that my kid's 18, we decided that we're gonna go into business together, father-son business. We're gonna open a vape store. Okay, guys. We're gonna sell vape stuff, and we're gonna sell R&B records. Place gonna be called I Heard It Through the Vape Vine. All right, follow us on Insta. If that doesn't work, we're gonna sell like vape stuff and books. We'll call it the Vapes of Wrath. Cool, some of you read, that's awesome. But I think the real money, if you're gonna open a vape store, is gonna be just in selling only to kids, right? So we're gonna open a vape store that sells only to children. We're gonna call it Statutory Vape. All of our customers wanted to shop there. I don't know why we're making a federal case out of this. Oh, just, uh, no, I have a, no, I love my girlfriend, but I have a girlfriend my own age, perverts. Um, yeah, no, I love her to death. Uh, we've been together for so long that we didn't meet on Tinder, me and my girlfriend met on Craigslist. That's how long we've been together. Whoo! We no longer Netflix and chill, we eat checks Mix and pay bills, but I feel the romance is still there. I love her a lot. Um, I love her even though she's white, sue me. Um, my girlfriend is so white.
She got her 23 and me results back and it was just a blank sheet of white paper. That is how I, I love her. She's beautiful. She's smart. I tell her all the time, I'm like, honey, you should try stand-up. She's really me. Why, why would I try stand-up? I say, honey, you're white. You're going to be good at anything where you got to like own the whole room of people. That's a comedian joke. All right. I'm glad that, that killed. Obviously, I'm sorry. Every comedian you're going to see tonight has a couple of screws loose, but I don't mean to brag, but I got like a lot of screws. I have a lot of things wrong with me mentally. Um, I have ADHD, HD. That means I have ADHD and 5K. Your guys' network is not even compatible with how hyperactive that I can become. I also have a late-onset case of SIDS. That's sudden infant death syndrome. I have a late-onset case of SIDS. For those of you in the medical community, I got a new urologist. The guy's a real whiz. My proctologist and my analyst, they both sound exactly the same, though. They, they both say, hey, you got to learn to let go or you're going to explode. My proctologist and my analyst. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. But in therapy, we bring up stuff because uh, my therapist thinks that I act out for attention. And I just, th the things that he says that I do to act out for attention, I'm not acting out for attention. They're just things that I've become comfortable doing. Like, I'm short. So when I go up to, like, I try to find a stall. But if I have to use a urinal, I still have to do this to pee. I, I unzip and stuff. But because I'm short and I'm used to peeing on my shirt tail, I lift up like this while I'm peeing, and just as like a leftover remnant habit from when I was a child, I have to rub my nipples, otherwise I can't urinate. <laughs> um, does no one else do this? Am I? Am I the? I just realized I'm rubbing my nipple on a street corner in the mission. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a little awkward. It's especially awkward at like the baseball game with the long trough, and the old man pulls up next to me, and he does it too. He's like, oh, I went in Rome, buddy. I'm living the life. We're, we're going to get on the internet together. The other thing that I do that he says that I'm like looking for attention, you know like when you go into the grocery store now, they have those footprints on the ground six feet apart for social distancing? Well, I wait until the person in front of me steps off of their little set of footprints and I jump over to it like the floor's hot lava. Like every single, it's not my fault they've changed every open business into like an adult hopscotch. It's not, wasn't my plan. I'm on the coronavirus diet, guys. I've lost a lot of weight. I'm only eating toilet paper case of Kirkland signature and a bottle of Windex at night and I'm good I'm golden um, I don't why I don't know why everyone's freaking out though you can get your COVID test really easily I took mine online I got a, I got like an 85 I got an 85 IQ um, yeah but it's gonna be great once COVID because it's like everybody's like now kind of calming down and not hoarding food and stuff so much and it's like you know people are just gonna stop shopping and uh, in a couple of months, it's going to be like, oh, I don't want to go shopping. I don't want to eat out. What do we got in the pantry left over from COVID? It's like, oh, I got like 40 cans of Tiger King lentil soup, a five-pound bag of Karen Kale chips, and uh, 60 cans of murder hornets. Which, by the way, murder hornets, that is racist against bees, okay? Because it's not murder. You have to establish an, uh, like an intention, you know, like a motive and intent with murder hornets. You can't just say that they were buzzed. Hornets, buzzed. I'm going to play music. Like little, little mid, mid set applause break. Like, oh, he's going to play music. Good. Shut the hell up. All right. Okay. I wish they all could be non essential jobs. 
I hate my stupid job. It makes me want to end my life. Scream in my boss's face. Go over to his place and spend all afternoon on top of his wife. I wish they all could be non-essential. I wish they all could be non-essential. I wish they all could be non-essential jobs. Thanks. Okay, real quick, real quick. Real quick. All right, so this is David Bowie singing Metallica. Okay? David Bowie singing Metallica. So close, no matter how far. Couldn't be much more from the heart. Forever trust in what we are, oh yeah. And Ziggy played guitar, yeah. David Bowie, everybody, thank you, David Bowie. I'm gonna play you guys one last song. I'm gonna get out of your hair tonight. My name has been Josh Khan. You can check out my song online at Josh Khan Comedy, and please make sure that you donate to Mutiny Radio FM. Here I go, the song is about uh, the pandemic that we've all been experiencing. Well, I'm not the world's most hygienic guy, but if you shake my hand when I've been wiping my eyes, you'll catch Corona. R-O-N-A-R-O-N-A. Co-co-co-corona. Well, I'm not the world's most paranoid guy, but I stay inside, cause I don't wanna die from the Corona. R-O-N-A-R-O-N-A. Co-co-co-corona. Well, there's hundreds of thousands of cases worldwide. I guess I'll have to cancel that mail-order bride. All the stuff from China I thought I would love. I gotta handle all of it with latex gloves. I got plenty of TP at home. Got a cure for COVID called smoking a bowl straight to the dome. D-O-M-E Doma to cure your corona. Everybody sing along with me. Rona, R-O-N-A, Rona. The Coco Corona. One more, everybody. Rona, R-O-N-A, Rona. Coco Corona. I can't hear you. One more. Rona. My name is Josh Khan. You have Muni Radio. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Make sure you donate today and be safe out there. Josh Khan, yay! Keep your hands going for him. All right, we've got two comedians left. I'm glad uh, we're all here and distanced from each other and we're all being clean and it's wonderful and thank you for being here and Annie's still enjoying herself, the dog in the front. Uh, she's just adorable, we love dogs. Uh, your next comedian, he's so funny, he's a young man coming uh, all the way from Chicago and uh, back here to us, so put your hands together for Aaron Atkins, yay! What's up, fools? Uh, look at all these clean comedy fans, man. Hell yeah. Give it up for yourselves. All that clean comedy. 
Yes, well, okay. Uh, do I have any clean comedy? Um, I saw a guy get arrested at the Indian market for trying to steal frozen food. Instant korma. For those listening at home, that was a smash. That killed. Um, doing great up here. I'm a phone comic. I'm just going to read stuff from my freaking phone. Okay, I want to do some niche roasts right now from some people I saw in the audience. You know, this guy over here be looking like the lead singer to Semisonic. <laughs> Got him. Next. <laughs> this guy looks like my uncle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's your name? Sydney? No, I was going to be a roast. What's your name? Sydney? Got her. You look like a Sydney. Um, I'm a very unassertive man. I um, went to Pizza Hut a couple days ago, and I bought, like, one pizza, like a regular pizza, and the guy gave me, like, two pizzas, and I was like, I only ordered one, but it's totally fine. It's cool. And he's like, you sure? I was like, yeah, no, it's great. It's all right. I, I'll, I'll choose a tip, bro. We all been there. <laughs> uh, so I used to do heroin. No, I don't look like I was on heroin. I look like I was on Glee, uh, right? But you can do both. Just ask Cory Monteith. Badoom. That's clean. I didn't cuss. Um, I can say it. Let's see here. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fourth Asian. Give it up for that. Hell yeah. Nice. Being a fourth Asian, I look very white though. So being a fourth Asian is like, like the bisexuality of ethnicities because whenever I tell people, they're like, no, you're not. Um, God, does anybody want to hear my impression of women? You want to hear my impression? This guy wants to hear my impression of women. All right. I'm cold. Thank you. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Roast of women going on tonight. Just kidding. I respect women. Respect. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, Magna Carta. What about the Manga Carta? <laughs> That's a funny. Just think about it. You finish the joke for me. Um, what else? This is just the last things I ever wrote. Um, okay, so my parents got divorced last week. That's not a joke. All right. Um, <laughs> so my <d> <laughs> anyways, yeah. No, I told my friend that, and he was like, "Dude, that's an L." <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, just got to bottle up all these emotions now. Am I going to be a libertarian? <laughs> Woo! Do I hear my impression of a libertarian? Okay. How is that racist? Thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you. Anyways, yeah, my parents got divorced. My dad moved into one of those apartments where, like, everything's carpeted and, like, has the vertical blinds and stuff. That's just an observation. I was at, um, I was at a Carl's Jr., like, in the, in, on, in the Tenderloin on Market Street, and I straight up heard some homeless dude go, Yo, why does this place sell gallons of milk? <laughs> He's right. That's, why do they sell gallons of milk? It's a Carl's Jr. Who's Carl? Why is it? Whatever. I hope his dad's proud. Um, oh, you guys want to hear my impression of uh, Jerry Seinfeld? Okay. I dated a 17-year-old when I was 38. <coughs> What's the deal with that? Don't you hate it? Women, am I right? Don't you hate it when they want you to pick them up from school? Don't you just hate it? Women always talking about going to prom, am I right? <laughs> I got one more. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you beat your 
for girlfriends, parents, and they're the same age as you. All right. Um, uh, is this thing on? It's on. Okay, I got another joke. Okay, so um, this is really good. Okay, so I was um, I'm just telling you in advance. It's really good. So um, I really love Jewish culture. Jewish culture. My friend, my roommate in college was from Israel, and he was like, man, it's so great. Like, you got to go to Tel Aviv. You won't believe it. And I was like, that place sounds unbelievable. But then I went there, and it turns out it is real. <laughs> Crushing. <laughs> Let the record show. Standing ovation. Um, you guys know Anderson Cooper's, like, like uh, uh, he's a... Um, uh, Vanderbilt. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. His grandpa's name is Reginald Claypool Vanderbilt. Isn't that like caricaturistically rich? Like that's, isn't that the old duck from DuckTales? That's weird, right? It's so weird. I do admire him getting a real job like George Soros told him to. <coughs> San Francisco? San Francisco, is this thing on? Okay. That would kill in. What's an alt-right part of the country? What would you say? Ohio? North Carolina. Yeah, they are all right. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, that's true. Um, I, I was vegan, or I used to be. My parents are vegans. I was raised vegan. Uh, that's a true fact. That's why I look like how NPR sounds, you know? That's why I dress like this. Um, anyways, but I used to do a lot of cocaine and be like, I just hate the exploitation of animals. Humans are animals. Um, uh, I used to go to this, this, this donut place called The Donut Addiction, and I would just show up and be like, my friend died from that! And then, yeah. And they'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, I'll have one racehorse, please. Um, is this what a bomb feels like? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, right? Let's, see, let's keep going. Let's, 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 deep, let's go deeper into this. Um, my mom's vegan, right? She taught me everything I could eat instead of meat. She was my substitute teacher. Looking at the camera for that one. <laughs> Man. Here's something you never hear a crackhead say. Man, that hit the spot. <laughs> um. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay, here's a fun part of the show. Here's a, here's a game I like to play with the audience. Hello, camera. I like to play called, um, is it gay porn? Or is it just kung fu that I slowed down? So what I'm going to do here is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play uh, a video for you guys. I want you to tell me, is it Kung Fu slowed down or is it gay porn? No, wait, that's a, that's a, that's a Snapchat. <laughs> oh, here it is. All right, tell me, is this gay porn slowed down? Gay porn or Kung Fu slowed down? All right. You think that's Kung Fu Slowed Down? Okay, I'll play it again. Gay porn or Kung Fu Slowed Down? Blast it, Pam. What? <laughs> Blast it. Blast it, Pam. Come on, Pam. <laughs> 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 Gay porn or Kung Fu that's been slowed down? <laughs> You're all wrong. It's a straight guy deadlifting. Thank you. Thank you, David Sedaris in the house. I got one minute? Okay, how can I ruin this for myself? Um, dang, oh, so my name is Aaron Atkins.
Give it up for me. I'm not leaving. Uh, my name is Aaron Atkins. And people are always like, oh, Atkins diet, huh? You eat the Atkins diet? I'm like, everything I eat is the Atkins diet, dog. Like, a Slim Jim before bed is the Atkins diet. Um, shoot, let's let's end on a stupid one, eh? Let's end on a stupid one. Um, just kidding, it's a smart one. So, uh, I was in Tacoma, Washington. We have some people from t Tacoma in the house. Woo, we got some Tacomans. Um, anyways, I was in Tacoma, Washington. I was driving by their sports arena. It's a big dome, right? And, uh, and my mom was like, you know, your, your, your great-granduncle designed that. It's called the Superdome. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Tell them that I don't think it's super dumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Am I going to leave on that one? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay. Dude, I might. No. Nah. Nah, we're going to stick around. Okay. So I, I went to rehab, right? Give it up for rehab. Give it up for Amy Winehouse in the Winehouse. I um, I went to rehab and I met a lot of very wise people there. Like my first roommate was also a heroin addict, and he was like, "Aaron, don't listen to these guys, right? Cause you, cause you can, can you hear me? Look, look, he was like, that's not like a trucker now. He was like, Aaron, don't listen to these guys, right? Cause you can do heroin and still live a perfectly good life. And I was like, how do you do that? And he was like, just eat right, exercise every day, do a little bit of heroin. <laughs> My buddy lived for like two years. <laughs> I was like, shit, bro, by then I'll be old enough to drink. Thank you very much, everybody. I'm Aaron Atkins. Keep it going for Aaron Atkins, everyone. Yay. I'm excited about your last comedian because it's actually the last time we're going to see him for a while. He's moving to L.A., to go try to be famous during COVID times. I mean, good luck, but it's gonna be fine. He's, he's, a, he's a really personable, hilarious gentleman, and I know you're gonna love him. He's gonna be clean. Put your hands together for Nathan Lowe, yay! Hello, hello, what's up guys? Give it up one more time for Pam. We've been, I've been hanging out with Pam for a long time, and she just shot me. That was a very much a mom moment. She's like, and he's gonna be clean. Please be clean. It's your last show. <laughs> and she's like, do you have five minutes of clean material? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> maybe. How are you guys? Good. Give it up for yourselves for being here. Out in it. COVID. Give it up for your last comic. Where'd he go? Aaron? That walking, talking TikTok. Where'd you go? Good job, buddy. He's going to be at home practicing dances later. Very excited. Let me get a good look at y'all. Hold on. Oh, wow. Good looking crown. Oh, uh, what's up, Mumford and Cousins? What are y'all doing? If you're here, who's playing these obscure stringed instruments online? <laughs> All right, I'll stop picking on the six people that we have. No, but I am moving. I'm moving to Los Angeles. Yay, boo. Pick one. Boo, yay. Yay, boo. Okay, yeah. Moving there, if you couldn't tell by how tight these purple pants are. <laughs> Just getting in the mood, figuring it out, trying to find a spot. It's weird and difficult, and uh, you know, my self-esteem, it's way too high, so I guess I gotta move down there and just develop a complex. I was looking for roommates, and I posted a photo, just on Facebook, like, picture of my face. Hey, I'm, you know, XXY, whatever, Zimzer. 
this is my price range, and here we go. Uh, here's the thing about gay dudes. They don't need Grinder to be on Grinder. Does that make sense? I got about 40 comments on that. Guess how many of them were about real estate? That was the correct answer. <laughs> Some of them almost made it. They were like, this one can fit three or four on my face. Or just straight, to just ram my dead carcass, you insatiable bison. <laughs> yeah, a little aggressive. A little aggressive for a Facebook comment where everyone can see you. I don't know. But I mean, it's good. I've been, I've been cruising through there. I've already got a couple gigs, a couple acting gigs. They saw my Facebook picture, and uh, I just got a great new role. I'm playing an erotic masseuse uh, behind a Walmart on Sunset. I'm not going to let this town take advantage of me. <laughs> uh, it's like it's weird because I, I don't really like actors. I've known them for a long time. And when you're in like the comedy sphere and you're down there, it's like it's something that you have to do as well. But they will immediately latch on to, like, oh, they do this. The one thing that you're uncomfortable about, it's like, hey, I saw your photos. They were great. I have a couple roles in mind for you. Can you grow a mustache? No. <laughs> Was that something I needed? <laughs> Did I need a mustache? I don't know. Like, I guess my top lip can't work, but if I had both of them, there's a Walmart gig that I got. <laughs> it's not clean. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's clean anymore. It's like weird finding roles for me. I have a very Trumpy face. Just very, yeah, Republican bone structure <laughs> happens. A lot of people just come up to me and assume that I was in the military. And it's like, hey, man, where'd you serve? I'm like, I'm not brave. Where'd you serve? Dude, I couldn't serve at a Denny's. <laughs> I didn't even finish the campaign on Call of Duty, and that was a game that I could play. I could stop and have a sandwich. <laughs> God, I'm so not brave. <laughs> I, uh, I heard a couple jokes about Disneyland tonight. Where'd you go, buddy? Oh, give it up one more time. Killed it. I do not have fun musical skills that I can use if I have to bail out halfway through my set. <laughs> I don't have them. But uh, Disneyland, yeah, I do have some stuff. Does anyone here have an adult family member that still goes to Disney? Oh, yeah. That was like, this girl was like, of course I do. And this girl went, yeah, <laughs> she's there. <laughs> she hangs out in the attic and just rings a bell when we have to bring her food. <laughs> My sister does that. She's like almost 30, and she still goes. She still goes to Disneyland every year with her just equally sad friends. And she's like, one of these girls, they think that they're singers. Does anyone have that? It's like, I, I'm a salesperson, but also I do this. It's like people who sing when they're happy, one of these annoying people, just wakes up in the morning. Oh, it's Tuesday. I only sing when I'm, I only sing when I'm borderline suicidal. Just walking around my house. My life's going nowhere. 26, I just jerked off into a toilet. You guys don't do that? <laughs> Sorry, I live with three women. It's basically like if I have to do that, it's a lot like, have you ever been really late for work and you have to eat your food really fast over the sink? <laughs> it's a lot like that. It's terrifyingly like that. <laughs> Well, they're like three girls, and when you're in the bathroom, how could you not? All the lotions, all the things. Guys, we have smell, the girls have smell privilege. Do you know that? Have you ever been in a woman's bathroom when you can wade through just the piles of, what are these, that you put them in your ears? They're everywhere, just pulling entire handfuls of hair out of the faucets like long-haired dogs. 
But you have like 80, 90 products. Like, dudes, we're really selling ourselves short. We have just cedar wood. I can only smell like cedar wood. I'm in there, it's like like Willy Wonka made a factory just for smells. And I'm in there like Augustus Gloop. I'm just rubbing that on my face. Girls do some hardcore stuff. Have any of you ever heard of an acid peel? Do you know what an acid peel is? God, that was way too happy. She's like, woo, peel skin off my face. It's what it is. It's acid on your f It's an acid peel. You're peeling layers. It's kept to you off me yet. Is this the layer that you wanted? <laughs> but they make it sound cute. Acid peel. What? Sugar scrub. Oh, it's sugar. It's sweet. It's not. It's just coarse. You're rubbing layers of skin. Just pour some sugar on me. <laughs> In the name of love. Oh, man, any of you texted your exes yet? Yeah, that happened. They come out of the woodwork during COVID. It happened for me. A lot of girls called me up. A lot of them. Just like, I think you were the one. You got away. I'm like, what are you talking about? I stole money out of your purse. You just, are you not even here for any of this? I was a horrible person. But girls will do that. They'll see very far away. Oh, everyone's stuck in their house? I bet I can throw a wrench in his cogs. It's like they just put a bat signal out for when Nathan's happy. <laughs> I have bad luck with women. Like, I mean, you, know, you seem like a very good girl. You've been like agreeing with a lot of my jokes. I'd probably date you. I have horrible judgment. I, <laughs> I just, I dated two snake girls in a row. Does anyone know what a snake girl is? People who think snakes are cute, these psychopaths. You met any of them? Right, yeah, this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> snake girls. Yeah. I know my sign now, too. I think it's like, if you don't know what a snake girl is, I'll give you the opposite. Do you know what a horse girl is? Someone really into horses. Also into going to Disney at 30. <laughs> same, same basic thing.